you're listening to the Red Diamond Courier, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome, everyone, to episode 21 of the Red Diamond Courier. I am here with you, as always, Bob Chachinsky, here with my good friend, Dog Bark 24 How are you doing this week, Dog? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. So, this week, well, we are still here, gray Moreless, you know, still waiting on console. So we are going to be covering some base game stuff for you guys. You know, bring it down a bit, bring it out of Graymore, and then we'll go super crazy next week when we, uh, you know, actually get Graymore. So we're bringing you another region guides episode. Going to go over the second region in each faction, slowly moving through these, getting towards some of the DLC things, almost halfway through the factions after we're done with this episode. So... That's what we got for you today. Also, as far as news goes, we do have some stuff. We had the June Crown Store Showcase come out, which, by the way, everyone, happy freaking June. I love June. It's my birthday this month, so I'm just super excited, you know? Yeah, happy birthday month. Yeah, exactly. It's always exciting. So, we do have the Crown Store Showcase out. There is some interesting things Dog noted too here. So those are the ones I'm going to give to you. And it's the Steadfast Stable Master Bundle. And I'm honestly kind of like, what the heck is this, Dog? Do you think you know? <laughs> yes. What I know is that there's no Stable Master Assistant involved, so... But what is it? this, like, grooming your, like, mouth? <laughs> like, well, I'm not exactly sure what this is going to be. It's just, you know, the horse, and then you have, like, a little stable, and then a bunch of su- random supplies and all that. But no stable master to actually do the grooming for you. You have to do it all by yourself. Yeah, unfortunately, yet again. One day, maybe your dream will come true, dog. By the time that that happens, uh, I'll probably have 60% on every character <laughs> across all three platforms. Probably, <laughs> So we also have the Mournhold Pack Rat, which is going to be freaking awesome. Yet another pet, the second of its type now, that is going to give you five more bag space, five plus inventory space on every character in your account if you own this pet. So yeah, big recommendation on, you know, if you've been looking for a new pet or if you've always wanted a cool rat pet, then there you go. You could get this one. He's, you know, got some supplies on him. Looks pretty cool. And the rat comes from the best city in the game because you can craft there and it's amazing. And we're going to talk about that city this episode and you can pick up your pledges here. Oh, God. It's like they knew. Not Mournhold, <laughs> not the... Not down by the lizards. You're <laughs> you're getting into Black Marsh down there, man. <laughs> so, what about the daily rewards, dog? Getting anything cool this month? Uh, no. They kind of suck. Especially the columns with the crown drinks and crown poisons. That's, uh... Yeah. <laughs> it kind of seems like they have, uh... I guess found a flow, for lack of a better uh, terminology there. It seems like they're kind of locked in 
it's been pretty much the same, you know, like columns as you were saying each month, I think the last couple months now. And then one special thing on like day 17 or something. Yeah. I, uh, I, I like most of the rewards, just not the drinks and poisons, but I really do love those crown tricep pots. Those are my favorite. Yeah. I'll, I'll take those any day. And I mean, they're not like as good as a craftable tricep pot, but I mean, if you're tanking, then you probably are not going to need that big of a thing unless you're doing like super end game stuff. So maybe, maybe we will get a, uh, well, we'll probably at least get a cram preview crate next month, I would assume. So, there's that. But not this month. Yeah, obviously, because it's not in there. <laughs> so, other than that, you guys, you know, just uh, still got the PC players living it up in Graymore. And console players eagerly waiting. And this is my first uh podcast here with my awesome new pc and even though i have it and can go see Graymore, i still have chose not to for the time being i'm still patiently waiting as a good console player i'm also not even level 50 on pc so like why go but i mean yeah so whew. i definitely just got off track there but that's just how bad we want Graymore, you know yeah, I cannot wait for Graymore. Having a if you don't have Graymore, it's like a tease whenever you get the uh, antiquity leads. It's like, man, I really wish I had this, but I still have to wait a whole nother week. That's true. I got the antiquity lead of the well, one piece of the dwarven wolf mountain. I was like, oh crap, on PC. I was like, man, I should really go do this already. But ah, uh, who knows? Maybe I will. Maybe later this week. So, with that, we are going to go straight into Cyrodiil and the state of ESO PvP. Dog, have you been doing any PvP lately? No, but I have been doing the zone story for the Aldemary Dominion. I actually just finished that up today. Got my soul-shriven style motifs for the first time ever. Nice. Well, that's good. I w- I hope you got it, you know, on your main and everything. Yes, I did. <laughs> nice. Well, that's good, man. Yeah, I also haven't been playing too much PvP. We did have um some guildies up in uh Imperial City last week. That was pretty fun for a little bit at least until we got destroyed by a Zerg of Yellows. Yeah. As it goes in the city. Yeah, true, true, true. So we will take you guys right into the scores for PCNA. Uh, we have, once again, the Aldmary Dominion back in the lead over on PCNA. So, you know, Graymore took over and it kind of slowed down in Greyhost, but it's picking back up over there. And AD is in the lead. 30.4k, Ebonheart Pack second, 29.4k, and the DC in last with 29k. So they're close to getting out of last, but once again, still last. 
unfortunately. And that's 20 days left. So it's going to be the same amount of time left on the EU side for PC. And there we have Ebenhart Pact leading again this week. 37k. DC up to second this time with 24k. And the Almer Dominion in third with 22.5k. So at least DC has gotten out of last in some of them. Last time it was really bad. Five out of six campaigns in last. So. Dogged, how are things looking on Xbox? Alright, on Xbox we have 5 days left for the campaigns. And AD is in 1st with 81.7k. DC is in 2nd with 73.5k. And Ebonheart Pact is in last with 73.3k. It's a very, very close competition. And it doesn't really help when, you know, we have like full bars in the uh, Ravenwatch campaign. Yeah, I wish that some of the blue would get out of there, but it's okay. Yeah. Maybe when Greymore comes out, and maybe if Greyhost isn't quite so laggy. And then, for the Xbox EU side of things, we have AD in first with 92k, DC in second with 68k, and EP in last with 57k. So that's three campaigns the Automary Dominion has been in first. That's a lot of campaigns. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. But hopefully uh, things are a bit different on PS4. And as always, we thank Lotus of Doom for our NA scores. EP has the lead with 75k. DC is in second with 72k. And AD is right behind him with 71.5. So once again... DC is not in last, but also not in first, and EP is in first. So, looks like uh, EP and AD are going to be right down the middle here leading campaigns, because on the EU side of things, EP also leads at 79k, AD second, 73k, and DC in last with 67k. And those are as on the spot as I can get them for you because I'm looking at that screen right now. So we are still in last, unfortunately, DC. I hope that we see a win here pretty soon, at least some, you know, time leading. It uh, looks like the campaign we're closest to doing that in is PS4 NA, and EP wins a lot over there. So I don't know. Maybe over there in PC we could... If we could get a win on PCNA, that would be pretty cool. So, with that all wrapped up, another uh, trip down the scoreboards of Cyrodiil, we are going to get straight into the meat of our episode here, Big Ol' Region Guide episode. So, Dogged, how you want to start this thing? Alright, so I think the best way to start off these regions is start off with the shared information. And the zones that we're going to be going over today is Gratwood from the Aldermary Dominion, Stormhaven from the Darkerfall Covenant, and Deshawn from the Ebonheart Pact. So the first crafter set we have is Torg's Pact. This will give you spell damage, max health, armor, and then its fifth piece passive decreases your weapon enchantment cooldown. And increases your non-oblivion damage enchantment potency by 
I've always thought that one was kind of interesting. Didn't Graham run this in one of his builds? Yes, I think, or I, I definitely know he used to run it. Yeah. Like a while back, like when we first started tanking with him. Then we got him other sets. But yeah, he used to use that and it was always like a staple of his thing and he eventually moved on. But I remember he used to love that one. So we have for the next crafted set, Twilight's Embrace which gives you max health, spell crit, spell damage, and then the fifth piece increases your healing received by 10%, which can be nice. I could see why some people would like this. I mean, it's nice that it gives you uh, crit and damage on the way up. And, um, I mean, healing received is always nice, especially in PvP, but probably not that necessary in PvE because, you know... Healing be broken. Yeah, I uh, I don't really have too many opinions about that set. It's kind of just there. It's not really good, and it's not really bad either. It's If you need more healing received, then there you go. I know that some people use it, but it's never been, like, the most meta set. Yeah. So what about our last crafted set, dog? Alright, the last crafted set is Armor of the Stucer. This one gives you Magicka Recovery, Max Magicka, more Magicka Recovery, and then its fifth piece item is reduces the cost of your Magicka abilities by 10%. Now, Seducer is my favorite crafted gear to run on new characters because of the fifth piece bonus. Yeah, Seducer has actually been like a really popular crafted magic set for a long time. I used to run it I mean, years ago, so it's always been a great set. Um, if you're looking for, you know, even a set that you can't get to the fifth piece, like, you know, I would stick it on there sometimes just to get the two-piece magic recovery, uh, you know, when you're doing, like, well, back before you could craft jewelry, I guess, at least. Uh, it was a different life back then. Set combinations were very different. But, yeah, so it's always been a good one. It's very solid for magic. Julianos and Seducer is a classic crafted set combo that, you know, you'll probably do just fine with if you ever tried. Yeah, I also remember when it's a reduced cost is only like, it's either 6% or 8%. And I definitely like it when it's at 10%. Yeah, when you combine that with a Breton, it's just so much cost reduction. Plus, like, false god. <laughs> and then, you know, seven-piece light armor. Your abilities will be costing nothing at that point. So, those are the crafted sets that you guys are going to find in all of these regions. Which, once again, are Grotwood. Stormhaven and Deshaun. So you're going to be able to go into any of these regions and find a nice little crafting set area where you could craft any of these pieces. And probably the only one you're really going to be looking at is Seducer, I would say. Maybe. I mean, like we said, we've seen people run Torugs and Twilights, so. You never know if it sounded something interesting to you go give it a try and you know that's where you could craft them 
Or if you're in a awesome, you know, guild that has every single one, like we will someday, some far, far away day, um, you could always do it there. But anyways, we also have two Mundus stones in this region, one being the Lord, which gives you max health. And the Mage with max magicka. Perfect. That's exactly correct, dog. <laughs> the Mage and the Lord. And... Uh, I always, when I go to Grotwood, like, it's one of the first places I take my new characters. I love to go there and grind. There's a uh, awesome spot over by the Elden Root Temple Way Shrine with a dolmen, a, a little delve. There's the mage Mundestone, so you could go get some extra max magicka if you're, you know, a magic character. So, yeah, I've always liked that they have that one in those regions. Those are not the most popular Mundestones ever, but they're definitely helpful, especially, you know, if you're a lower character and just need more sustain, you know? Yeah, or if you're riding a twice four and star, you can have two of them. I always do max magic and spell damage. Yeah, that's a solid combo. When I run that, I like to do, like, well, it depends, like, if it's PvE or PvP, but I really like to do um, the recovery, like, magic recovery with extra penetration or extra resistances and extra penetration. The lover and the lady. (laughs) So Two in one. Two in one, right. So we also have some daily quests that are going to take you throughout these regions right dog yep you can find the fighters and mages guild daily here those will be in your fighters guild or mages guild you can also find the undaunted delve daily which is found in the uh, undaunted enclave then you can also pick up the undaunted dungeon pledges And these are going to be in the major cities throughout these three regions. So for Grotwood, you're going to be looking at Elden Root, just outside the city by the guild traders over there. For Stormhaven, it's going to be Wayrest, and that is also just outside the city in the walls there. And then for uh, Deshaun and Mournhold, it is also just outside the city's walls, uh, not too far off from the Way Shrine. So. These are the only places you can pick up the pledges. If it's your first time, I believe it has you go to the one that is of your faction. So keep that in mind. You also have to be above level 45 or 45 or above to uh, pick up the pledges. But you can do the Indaunted Delve at any level. Yeah, so if people are talking about doing the pledges or whatever, this is what they mean. The Undaunted... And this is where you come get them, at the Undaunted Shrines in these three regions. So we also have rededication shrines in these zones. There is one for skills and another for... No. Okay, okay, okay. So there's one that you could do all your skills or you could just do the morphs of. And it's pretty awesome now because it used to just be like, okay, here's all your skill points back. 
redo your entire every line. And it's like, okay, I don't have time to do that very often. Now, you still have to pay the ridiculous amount, but you could choose, you know, which ones you want to reallocate. So it is definitely a lot easier that way. And there are also shrines where you can reset your health, magic, and stam attribute points. So if you want to change that up, that is how you do it. And there's also shrine shrines to Mara there as well. These regions each have seven striking locales, one public dungeon for a full skill point, and 16 sky shards. So that is going to be the information that is shared among all of those regions. And like we said, you could go into any of these regions and find any of the things we just talked about. All these crafted sets, the Undaunted Shrines, all that good stuff. So these are definitely some of the, you know, more popular and more uh, populated regions throughout Tamriel for sure. So with that being said, why don't we start with the one and only Grotwood, the uh, the Grot Hood, I like to call it. I love this place. Chill there all the time. It has uh, some amazing houses. The uh, Snug Pod, which is right outside Elden Root, the huge uh, main city. It's only 44,000, 45,000 actually gold, so pretty cheap. And there's a Stable Master right outside. You go there and, you know, get your stable stuff done, repair your armor real quick. Plus, it's a short rundown from the Undaunted Things, which is awesome. However, there's also other awesome houses in the air places too. But this one is super cool. Plus, there's also another really nice one, the Gornir's Private Estate, which uh, has three pretty much big snug pods there for you to live in. And these houses are so cool. They're like... You know, they sing the trees into houses. It's it's freaking awesome. Right, Doc? I guess Doc doesn't think it's awesome. No, I do not think that house is awesome. Because why would you ever want to go through two load screens to get into a place? Unless if you're on PC, where I guess your load screens aren't terrible, but console load screens are. No, yeah. That's true. Load screens on PC are cheater mode pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So now as far as Grotwood goes, we have, of course, some different region sets to go into and uh, some other, you know, deeper stuff of the region we want to talk about. So right off the bat, let's get into some of the sets for Grotwood. There are three. The light set is Syrabane's Grip, and its fifth piece reads, When you block a flame, frost, shock, or magic damage ability, you restore 860 magicka. This effect can occur once every one second. So this is actually pretty cool. Um, the only thing that sucks is it doesn't matter about um, physical damage or anything. So it doesn't really help you there. And it's light. So you would probably, unless you're trying to like get sustain on a, I don't know, maybe PVP character or something. I don't really see a DPS wearing this. It kind of like um, shouts tank 
to me because it restores the magic when you take damage, which is very important for tanks. And uh, I could see a tank maybe run this with like jewelry stuff. But like I said, it's only from the elemental or magic damage. So that's kind of uh, one part that kind of sucks. It's pretty much like it absorbs the magic and gives it to you. So I mean, you know, depending on what fight, it could be a situational one for a tank. But you're probably not going to see this in use too much, I would say. All right, so next up we have the Ranger's Gate, which is the medium set. This fifth piece passive reads, it reduces the effectiveness of snare supply to you by 50%. So overall, I don't really see that set being that good. I mean, yeah, especially with it only being by 50%. I mean, there's some things that are you know, remove snares entirely, you know, just skills, let alone five-piece sets. Uh, kind of seems like a waste a little bit. We have one last set here for you guys as far as Overland for Grotwood. It is the Green Pact set. So for the five-piece on this set, it reads, Well, you have a food buff active. Your max health is increased by 2,500 and your health recovery by 250. Uh, so this is pretty cool. It's uh, We've talked about this set before. Is it's very similar to uh, the other sets that increase when you have a food or drink buff active. Uh, I don't really see... Like, I would personally not run this set, really. But, I mean, there might be some use for it in the uh, kind of... Maybe if you want a, you know, kind of tanky PvP character, or maybe just for tanks in general. I'm not sure. But, yeah, so what do you think about that one, dog? Alright, so for this set, yeah, I think this is a pretty interesting set. If you uh, need the health and health recap, this could definitely be a good set. I typically use food anyways, so this would work great for a couple of my builds. Especially my tank build. Nice. So, after these sets now, we have, of course, some more info to go through here. And uh, I know this is something near and dear to your heart, dogged. What about guild traders in this zone? Seven in Elden Ring, one near the South Point Way Shrine, and one near the Cormount Way Shrine. And. These traders are awesome. Me and Dogged are uh, lifetime members in a guild that has a spot there in Elden Root. And I don't, I don't know why I wanted to say growing up in Tamriel. <laughs> like, I didn't grow up in Tamriel. But, uh, you know, for a long time in Tamriel, when I was playing and went to guild traders and stuff, it's like, man, I always wanted to be a part of a guild traded, you know, trading guild that has a spot there. And. A big city in like Elden Root, and one day I finally did. When I was like, "All right, yeah, sure, I'll pay this," you know, so much, so much gold per week. But as long as you're making more, then that's all that matters, right? Let's make like you know, even if you make one more gold, that's one more gold that you would have made. There you go, exactly. So, um, as far as something uh, near and dear to my heart here, some questing stuff. We have. 38 quests you got to get done in Grotwood to get the Grotwood Adventure. And eight of those are going to be zone story quests. 
So you can knock that out. Not too bad. Um, Grawit is pretty interesting. Uh, you know, Prince Namon up in there doing some stuff. And, uh, you know, Queen Irene up there having to get chosen, etc. And also, of course, we have some holiday quests that take you through Grotwood. And it's actually only one, but it's the War Orphans Sojourn. And this is from the New Life Festival. Pretty much all you really have to do is go pay some gold and leave. But in reality, you should go kill the wildlife as well. You know, you got to help protect, um, I don't know, these wood elves. <laughs> the orphans. Yes, or you can pay gold so that they can hire a mercenary and do it. So, Doc, any last thoughts about this zone? Um, no. I know you just recently did all the story and everything. Um, yeah, the story was pretty good. That was some in-depth analysis. Yeah, I am uh, trying to remember of like what all the story was, <laughs> and yeah, it's it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, there's a thing with that King Camorin, the Wood Elf King. That was a I actually really enjoyed that story though. Yeah, it was a good one, and I love Grotwood. It's you know the whole you know, I guess jungle kind of forest, like the tree aesthetic they got going on there. Just everything is of the land. I don't know. It's really, really, really awesome. I love Valenwood. I love Wood Elves. And you can honestly find me chilling in Grawwood probably more often than not. I think Dog will vouch for that. Yes, you're in there all the time. (laughs) So, yeah, there you go, guys. Grotwood out of the way. And with that, as always, we want to take this little middle portion of our episode to remind you that we are a part of the oh-so-wildly-popular Robots Radio Podcast Network, where you can find us and many other great shows at robotsradio.net, where we have actually just added a member to the Robots Radio family, the Omega Broadcast, a Fallout story, and this is going to be another uh, awesome podcast that takes you through the world of Fallout in story form, um, following a young man's journey through a post-apocalyptic USA. So, if you guys love Fallout, and you love great podcasts with high quality, we advise you to check this one out as well, and here is their trailer. My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on promise to find the answer so if you're out there if you're listening just hone in on these coordinates remember there's a place for you at the end omega the omega broadcast fallout story is available on itunes spotify and many great podcasting sources hey everyone it's your host bob chichinski here with some exciting news for you Have you ever heard of Loot Crate? 
They offer all kinds of awesome bundles sent directly to your door with all kinds of different themes, including our favorite series, The Elder Scrolls, and also other cool themes like Fallout, Marvel, gaming, anime, all kinds of stuff. Honestly, there's a bunch. You guys should definitely go check it out. And as part of the Robots Radio Network, we here at the Red Diamond Courier are excited to offer you guys a sweet 15% off discount to your first order with Loot Crate on any of the awesome crates we mentioned above. Not only does it get you a discount on some limited edition merch, it also helps support our show with every crate sold. So, if you're interested, make sure that you use the link in our show notes down there, you know, just scroll down in our episode there, you'll see it, because that's how they know that we sent you there. Then, all you have to do is use the code ROBOTSRADIO to get your 15% off discount. We thank you guys very much for all the support, as always. And now, back to the show. All right, all right, all right. So, dogged. I love Grotwood. I know that you loved Sean. But we got to give Stormhaven a little love, too, right? Yeah, I mean, I used to love Stormhaven. Well, that well, that's good. My favorite place to be. Oh really? Why? Why was it your favorite? Because it was in the Daggerfall Covenant, and you could pick up pledges there. Hey, those are two great reasons for somewhere to be your favorite <laughs> place, man. Honestly. Yep, that's back when we did pledges every day. Back when I did pledges every day before I pulled you into doing pledges every day. Yeah, if you guys look up dogs' amount of veteran dungeons <laughs> done, it's like, oh my god, dude, you have done a lot. Like, wow. So, why don't you get us started here with Stormhaven Dogged? What is this? Uh, let's let's go over some sets. So, for sets, we have the light set is Dreamer's Mantle, and its fifth piece reads: When you take damage while you're under thirty five percent health, you knock down all enemies within four meters of you for two seconds and heal for 7490 health. This effect can occur once every 20 seconds. So my uh, biggest like kind of downfall about the set is like I don't know, it just doesn't seem that great of of a, you know, of a 5 piece set like you really don't want to have a 5 piece that only benefits you when you're uh, you know, taking a whole lot of damage. So when you're on a damage uh, character, especially a light armor, so you're probably Magicka, you're not, you don't really want to have people on top of you at all. You kind of want to be farther away. So having something that uh, makes uh, everyone knock down, like right up, right up to you, unless if you're trying to escape, that's like the only uh, probably benefit of the set if you're a, you know, DPS in a PvP zone or something like that. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Definitely. Um... I don't know. Something interesting. Something kind of definitely different, I guess. Something that can occur only every 20 seconds. So it's kind of like... So, for the medium set, we have Night Terror. And this is going to add 1096 max stamina. Reduce the radius you could be detected while sneaking by 2 meters. And reduces... The cost of sneak cost by 27%. That's the third uh, three item piece right there. 
four items adds 1206 max health. And with five items, when you take melee damage, you deal 2000 poison damage to the attacker. This effect can occur once every one second. So that's pretty much every time you take melee damage, you're going to deal 2000 damage. And this one is really interesting. I uh, have very high reduced to sneak cost. Might be something maybe like a stand blade uh, is interested in. Yeah, or if you're like just sneaking around and maybe doing some Dark Brotherhood or Thieves Guild quests, compare that with a couple other sets. True. One of the, one of the sets you can that you could probably compare it to is also like uh, coming up in uh, Deshaun when we talk about that one too. All right, so the heavy set is Storm Knight's Plate. Its fifth piece is when you take non-physical damage, you have a 10% chance to deal 4,500 shock damage to all enemies within five meters of you every two seconds for six seconds. And then this effect can occur once every six seconds. So pretty much instead of uh, saying non-physical damage, you get it's pretty much whenever you take, you know, magical damage of any kind of sort. Yeah, this one is interesting i mean it's not that i mean i guess it's kind of a pretty good damage every two seconds for six seconds so that's three of your damage procs and that would be uh 13.5 k damage if they get hit with everyone so that's pretty cool and it can be kept up at a hundred percent uptime so not the worst set i guess definitely interesting if you're trying to get extra AoE damage, it could be helpful. So next up, we're going to be going over the guild traders in Stormhaven. We have seven traders in Wayrest, one trader near the Firebrand Keepway Shrine, and one trader a little bit farther west in Coaglin Village near the Coaglin Village Way Shrine. How are these guild traders, dog? Are they, uh, you know, popular ones? Any any ones you frequent here? Um, I always frequent the Wayrest one. I always frequent the Wayrest and the Grotwood. Not Grotwood. Uh, I always frequent the Wayrest and the Elden Root and then the Mournhold. Not necessarily in that order. I typically go Mournhold, then Wayrest, then Elden Root. Nice. Well, that's cool then. There you go. You guys can check out Wayrest. There's going to be some decent traders over there most likely. And then we also have the questing stuff here for Stormhaven. And to get the Stormhaven Adventure Achievement, you're going to need to do a big fat 60 quests. And I know that sounds like a lot, but there's 24 zone story quests. It takes forever. You're going to eat up a lot of those quests with zone story ones. So you got that going for you at the very least. Plus, there are holiday, another holiday quest. Not multiple, it's just one again. And this one is the Castle Charm Challenge, once again brought to you by the New Life Festival. And what do we have to do in that one, dog? Alright, so you can entertain people with tricks, but not treats. Wait, that's a wrong holiday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You're such a goon. So, um, yeah, that's going to be Stormhaven for you guys. and. It is an interesting region. I wouldn't say, you know, one of the more forgettable ones. Uh, Wayrest is a beautiful capital city. And uh, it does have, like, 
the Wayrest sewers, you know, there for the dungeon. You know, so you remember it in that way as well, I guess. Yeah, Wayrest is home to the infamous Wayrest sewers, one and two. One and two, with Erglarg and the, uh, the Rat Whisperer. All right, so our last region for you tonight is Dijon. And Dijon has some pretty good sets that come out of here. The first one is the Mother's Sorrow. This one will, will give you Max Magica, Spell Crit, more Spell Crit, and its fifth piece item adds 1900 Spell Crit. And overall, this will give you about 3500 total Spell Crit. This set is pretty much a really good set, and it is still highly sought after right now. So, still a pretty meta set, even though it's been out since day one. And those are Inferno staffs and Lightning staffs. If you get them in a really good trait, those can sell for a lot of gold. Yeah, I still recently ran this set on my Necro up until, I mean, very recently. And it's still something I swap out here and there on different Magic DPS. So really good for PvE Magic DPS. It's an amazing set. One of those region sets that really, you know, hit it out of the park. All right, so the next set is the Night Mother's Embrace. This is the medium armor set, and this is not the mother you are looking for. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Now, this set, you are going to get max stamina, weapon damage, and then stamina recovery for the 2, 3, and 4. And for the 5 piece, you are going to get weapon damage and... It's going to reduce the radius you can be detected while sneaking by 2 meters and reduces the cost of sneak overall by 25%, which is pretty large. And, uh, you know, this set is another one, like Dog said, it's similar to uh, the last one from Stormhaven and could be good for especially like a Stam Nightblade. Yeah, but uh, I think you could pair this set or the other set from the crafted set that we talked about last week, which is Night Silence, which its fifth piece bonus uh, ignores the movement speed penalty of Sneak. And if you're not a vampire, that's a good way to do that, especially since vampires have all kinds of debuffs now. Yeah, very true. So what about the last Overland set we have here, dog? So the last Overland set is Plague Doctor. This is the heavy set. This will give you max health, more max health. 4% healing taken, and then its fifth piece bonus gives you 3,000 max health. And in total, this gives you about 5,400 total max health. And uh, so pretty much what this set is, is it's used a lot to cheese uh, VMA. Because if you have more health and you have a shield, the more health means the bigger shield you have. So yeah, people will use that set. Typically, they look for the jewelry and weapons so they can still have the five-piece armor or five-piece light armor. Yeah, it's definitely always been a popular one. I could say that for sure. I've used it for VMA. I still do, so, you know, no shame there. <laughs> so, wrapping up Deshaun here, what about the guild traders here, dog? Some of the most popular in all of Tamriel. Yep. Yeah, you can find seven traders in Mournhold, which is the best city. You can find one near Muthnar Hills Wayshrine, 
and you can find another one near the Taldaic Grounds Way Shrine. And why are these so popular, dog? These are so popular because the Way Shrine in Mournhold is right in the middle of all seven guild traders. All seven guild traders are formed perfectly in a circle. Maybe not perfectly, but all in a circle around the uh, Way Shrine. It's very easy to access them. You just like, get off the Way Shrine, take 10 steps, and you're talking to a guild trader. And you are a lifetime member of a guild there, right, Dong? Trading guild? Yes, I'm a lifetime guild trader in both the Lunacy, which is in the Mournhold, and ESO Army, which is in Elden Root. So. And how much are they charging per week right now? Do you happen to know? Because I know right after like you got lifetime, it went, it skyrocketed, right? Oh yeah, everything doubled. They went up, they jumped up to twenty k a week because people got bored and they didn't know what to spend their gold on, so they started sniping the guild traders. So we, they pretty much all the guild traders across any of the big cities, they had to like pretty much double their, uh, if not like quadruple their uh, offer to make sure that they hold it. And even even now, like every now and then, we'll miss out on the uh, trader in Mournhold, but we'll get one in like Elden Rue or in Weira. So it's still pretty good trades, but definitely not the Mournhold. Is it still that crazy price? Yes. Wow. Never came back down. Yeah. Or at least I don't think so. I mean, Obviously, yeah. I've been a lifetime member for a while, so yeah. I haven't really checked. But yeah, that's crazy. It's uh, definitely a very good place to go. Just cruise through some quick guild traders. Sometimes there stuff there is really expensive, so I wouldn't say always just buy there first. But it's definitely a good place. Like if you can't find something anywhere, they're probably gonna have it in Mournhold. You might just have to pay a bit higher of a price because it's such an expensive place to get into to sell in the first place so for quests here we don't have very much at all well really that's just no holiday quests i guess is what that means but we do have the deshaun adventure quest which takes a max of 55 quests so it takes 55 quests and you have 18 zone story quests so you're gonna be doing a lot of questing to Sean, that's for sure. Ebonheart Pact is notorious for having very high numbers for their adventure achievements. So yeah, any last thoughts here about uh Deshaun Dog? I know it's one of your favorite places. Yeah, it's a pretty solid region. You get there's two amazing armor sets and that you can get for a you know, just a sell. Uh, the dolmens there aren't too terrible of a grind, so if you just want to do, work that circle, you can get some decent jewelry that way too. And oh, and I'm pro, and I'm really not looking forward to doing that 18 zone story quest when I uh, in probably probably on a Saturday Sunday whenever I get working on Ebonheart story. Yeah, there's some long ones, but you know, Ebonheart pack zone story is pretty good. I'd say it's just as good as probably DC's, even though I think AD is the best. So what are you going to do? Yeah, I, I did really like the AD storyline. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And honestly, like, I mean, after now that you've done it all, it's hard not to like Queen Iran, right? Like, I don't know, man. 
Yeah, I'm just gonna say, like, I think I'm gonna like Queen Irene, but dislike the Outermary Dominion, and I'm gonna like the Ebonheart Pact, but dislike their the High King Jorn. Yeah. Well, there I you really go. don't like him, and I haven't even done anything with him, so it's gonna be like, <laughs> I'd say do those quests with an open mind, and be like, I know I can't kill you, because you're an important role, but I want to kill you. So you better not be. I think you know, that's how Lotus went through the uh, AD with that exact feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, that is going to be our show for you guys this week. We had a crazy long one last week, so we didn't want to uh, belabor you guys too much this week. And we're definitely excited for next week. I don't even know what we have planned. Uh, it's going to be our first episode on a week with a chapter releasing like for everyone you know so this is the big one where everyone gets to play and i don't know i i maybe we'll plan something special maybe it'll just be you know maybe we'll just delve into western skyrim i don't know we will definitely be here though talking to you guys again next week that is one thing that is for sure and dogged why don't you tell everyone where they can get a hold of us you can find us on Twitter at Red Diamond Cast. You can also find us on Facebook. You can join us on our Xbox field of Heirs of the Red Diamond, which you can uh, join using the Robots Radio Discord on robotsradio.net. And as we said earlier in our show notes, you could check out that uh, link to the Loot Crate site where you could get 15% off your first order by putting in the Robots Radio uh code so yeah that's uh this is our first week they're doing that and super excited i ordered loot crate for a long time uh in the past i've gotten a few different of their things so yeah i would definitely ask you guys to check that out and as we also stated in the ad it supports our show with every sale which is really cool just make sure you use our link so it supports us but anyways yeah, we also have our link to our merch store and to our music uh, creator. And also, we would like to please, please, please ask you guys to leave us a review on anywhere you listen to podcasts, if possible, that takes reviews. Um, specifically, Apple Podcasts really helps about over a third of our listeners are on Apple Podcasts. So, if you guys could hit that five star and you don't have to write anything. If you just hit the five star, that is, you know, super, we will super appreciate it. Even if you, it, I, and it doesn't matter. I mean, you could rate us however you want, but if you give us a five star and you put words in there and, you know, whatever you say, man, we will shout that out on the show. We super appreciate you taking time out of your day to go give us a rating any amount of stars doesn't matter super appreciate it and yeah just wanted to throw that out there it just really helps our get uh our cast scene to all kinds of people and we want to spread the eso knowledge as far and wide as possible so my good co-host dogged where can the people come yell at your face if you want to yell at my face you can find me at at Bodchinski on Twitter. <laughs> oh my god. But no, you can find me on Twitter of at DogBark24. 
And you can also find me on Xbox of Dog Bark 24. And then I'm also on ESOPC, also at Dog Bark 24. So yeah, you can come play with me. And Bob edited out the old puns this week, so I have no uh, puns to say or to read this week. There you go. You'll have to come up with something new. <laughs> so as far as for me, it's going to be Bob Chinsky anywhere you go. Xbox, Bob Chinsky with uh, just a space in between. And then ESOPC, Twitter, or Twitch, all going to be Bob underscore Chichinsky. Thank you guys for listening, for taking your time out of your week to hang out with us. And we will be here again for you guys next week. We are mere days away from Graymore. Dog, thanks for hanging out with me again, man, doing this podcast. And we will see you guys next week. See ya. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Are you worried you don't have all the answers? Have you ever found yourself in an internet rabbit hole? Call Call Mystery Mystery Time Time Live today! It's a new detective business. With plenty of heart. And a questionable track record. We're only in the office for an hour. Every Wednesday. Come hang out. Solve a mystery. It's a podcast. It's a live show. It's a swell time. Subscribe now! The producers of Mysteries Have Life ask for not to take any advice or guidance on the host because they have no idea what they're doing. No mystery will actually be fully solved. And that's information by Spontaneous Outside Source or Sheerbook. You can find them live on the Twitch app and find their podcasts later on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Google, and iTunes. Listening may cause hurtful your death or loss of sanity. We are sorry. This is probably legally binding and you cannot do this.